1: That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, a Christmas parade turns into a nightmare after an SUV mows down children and the elderly, killing five and injuring dozens more. An update on the kids still in critical condition and how the suspect with a long criminal history was let out of jail just days earlier. After a joyous tradition on Waukesha's Main Street ends in tragedy, what we're learning about the five killed, including the leader of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, a group CBS News profiled just this summer. She's like the heart and soul, honest to God. Tonight, the suspect facing five counts of intentional homicide. Closing arguments in the Ahmad Arbery murder trial, his mother weeping in court as armed demonstrators gather outside the courtroom. Two Americans freed from Haiti, New details on the hostages' ordeal. And what about the 15 other missionaries still being held by a gang? COVID cases surge in the U.S., up nearly 50 percent. And why Disney paused its vaccine mandate for Florida employees. Thanksgiving holiday travel, three days until your big feast, the long lines at the airport. And we go for a run with Girls on the Run, the empowering program for young girls at just the right age.
1: Love it. You guys
3: are fast. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight in Waukesha, Wisconsin, a close knit community that is reeling in grief following a horrific attack at its annual Christmas parade. There is a vigil being held tonight in in this Milwaukee suburb for the victims of the rampage, families, and community leaders struggling to make sense of what happened. Five people were killed and nearly 50 others injured when a man plowed his SUV through a barricade and drove along the Christmas parade route. In a few terrifying moments, this joyous event shockingly transformed into chaos. The dead range in age from 52 to 81 years old, and they include four members of Milwaukee's dancing grannies. Many children are among the wounded several tonight fighting for their lives. We also learned today that the driver now facing intentional homicide charges was out on bond after he allegedly punched the mother of his child and intentionally ran her over with the same vehicle at a Milwaukee gas station earlier this month. We have team coverage of the tragedy beginning with CBS's Nancy Chen. Good evening, Nancy.
4: Nora, good evening to you. This is Main Street behind me, where last night families gathered to celebrate the holiday season. Now, as we learn more about this tragedy, we're learning that this close-knit city is coming together to remember the lives lost. Joy quickly turned into chaos. Tonight, officers say the suspect was fleeing a domestic disturbance when he plowed through police barricades. This was the moment the SUV narrowly misses a little girl in pink. Then striking dozens of people as it tore through the parade route, leaving a scene of carnage.
5: We got about 10 to
3: 15 people down in the street. We also got multiple critical
4: sanctions. Good Samaritans rushed to help those injured. At a press conference today, Waukesha Police Chief Dan Thompson became emotional as he read the names of those killed.
6: And I say this with great sorrow Virginia Sorensen, 79 year old female. Liana Owens, 71-year-old female.
4: The incident left five dead, ranging in ages between 52 and 81, and at least 48 injured, nearly half of them children as young as three years old. Families celebrating the holidays
0: watched in horror. When I looked over and I saw one person on the ground, I saw their feet and they're surrounded by a bunch of uh, people. Matt Rood was at the
4: parade with his two young children.
0: When I was walking past... I told my girls just to close their eyes and look the other way because I don't want them to see that.
4: Officials identify 39-year-old Daryl Brooks as a suspect and say he intentionally drove through barricades. Thompson said there was no evidence this was a terrorist incident.
6: We have no information that Brooks knew anybody in in, in the parade. I just got...
4: On social media, Brooks, who lives in Milwaukee, can be seen rapping next to a red SUV. Brooks' criminal history dates back to 1999. Last year, he was charged with three felony gun counts. According to court documents, in a domestic abuse incident just earlier this month, Brooks intentionally ran over his child's mother with his vehicle. Brooks posted a $1,000 bail on November 11th. The Milwaukee County DA called the bail inappropriately low today. President Biden said he and his family are praying for those suffering.
1: And an entire
6: community is struggling, struggling to cope with the horrific act of violence.
4: Now the community is trying to heal after horror came to this year's holiday parade. Its theme, comfort and joy. Waukesha Mayor Sean Riley described Waukesha's 70,000 as a close-knit community.
6: Waukesha has held what can be described as a Norman Rockwell type of Christmas parade for almost six decades. Last night, our wonderful Waukesha parade became the scene of a horrific tragedy. Last night, that parade became a nightmare.
4: And the police chief says an officer fired shots at the vehicle in an attempt to stop it after it went through the barricades. We're told no one was hit by those shots. Brooks, who faces five counts of first-degree intentional homicide, will make his first court appearance tomorrow, Nora. Nancy Chen.
2: Thank you. And as we noted, this parade was an annual tradition in Waukesha. In fact, it was the 58th Christmas parade. And just as families and friends were spreading holiday cheer, tragedy struck. We get more now from CBS's David Begno.
6: The oldest victim, Wilhelm Hospel, was 81. Jane Kulik and Tamara Duran were 52. Virginia Sorensen and Leanna Owen were in their 70s. Four of them were members of the beloved local group known as the Dancing Grannies. This summer, they had told our Milwaukee affiliate CBS 58 how much the group meant to them.
2: We all truly, I think, love each other,
7: too. We're like sisters.
6: Sorensen was described as the leader of their tight-knit dancing family.
7: She's like the heart and soul, honest to
6: God. At least 48 people were wounded. Injuries ranged from scraped faces to serious head wounds and broken bones. Among the injured, there are at least 18 children who were taken to the hospital. Six of them are in critical condition tonight in the ICU, including 11-year-old Jesselyn Torres, who is seen dancing here in the parade. She is still in the ICU, according to her uncle. There were also three sets of siblings, young kids,
0: all hurt. This is unique and truly demonstrates the devastating effects of this on our community. The
6: Christmas parade was put on hold last year due to COVID so this was supposed to be a night of just
1: pure joy
6: we have so much healing that needs to occur walk though will not be defined by the horrific events of last night we will help those who experience the loss of a loved one or were injured tonight we're just about two blocks away from the crime scene at this local park where they're having a vigil and I'd guess there's probably about five or 600 people here right now. You know, the first thing we noticed when we walked up was that at every corner around us, there's a snowplow or a dump truck or a bus that has been put up to basically protect the vigil site. And I asked one of the officers why, and he said, because we want to stop another driver from trying to drive into this crowd. Nora. The
2: fear is still so real. David Begno, thank you. All right, we want to turn out of Brunswick, Georgia, where a jury is expected to begin deliberations tomorrow in the Ahmad Arbery murder trial. Three white men are accused of chasing down and murdering Arbery in, the def- in what the defense claims was an attempt to make a citizen's arrest. Outside the courtroom, armed demonstrators showed up to support the Arbery family. CBS's Omar Villafranca has more on today's closing arguments.
3: Ahmaud Arbery's mother wept as she walked into the courthouse, one step closer to closure as closing arguments began in the trial of the men accused of murdering her son.
8: All three of these defendants made assumptions, made assumptions about what was going on that day, and they made their decision to attack Ahmaud Arbery in their driveways because he was a black man running down the street.
3: Prosecutor Linda Dunakowski told the state side of the story, that the three men charged with murder could not have made a citizen's arrest because Arbery had not committed a crime. She also argued that while chasing Arbery through the neighborhood and confronting him with a shotgun, it was Travis McMichael, the man who pulled the trigger, who committed a felony.
8: Imagine if armed robbers could come in and go, well, I had to defend myself against the victim of my crime
3: the defense painted the three men as concerned neighbors, worried after reports of burglaries in the area. Defense attorneys argued they were just defending themselves when they tried to detain Arbery. Travis trying to yank this gun from Mr. Arbery, Ahmad's hand still on it, Ahmad's fist now raising is there any question that Ahmaud Arbery is assaulting Travis McMichael? Defense attorneys for Greg McMichael said he didn't pull the trigger, and it was Arbery's actions that led to the confrontation. Roddy Bryan's lawyers say he didn't know what was happening or that McMichael had a weapon. The state will have the final word in rebuttal, then the case is handed over to the jury to deliberate. If the defendants are found guilty, they could face life in prison. Nora?
2: Omar Franca, thank you. And here in Washington tonight, the House committee investigating the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol is subpoenaing Trump allies Roger Stone and conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. They're among those who allegedly helped plan and finance rallies that led up to the attack on the Capitol. Both Stone and Jones spoke at demonstrations near the White House on January 5th and 6th. That was the day of the insurrection. All right, tonight, two hostages are free after being held by a violent gang in Haiti. They were part of a group of Christian missionaries abducted at gunpoint last month. CBS's Manuel Borges has new details in the case.
7: The release comes nearly 40 days after the group was kidnapped while leaving an orphanage near Port-au-Prince. In a statement, Christian Aid Ministry said the two freed hostages were safe, in good spirits, and being cared for, but released no additional details. They were part of a group of 16 Americans, including five children, the youngest just eight months old and one Canadian. The 400 Mowozo gang had threatened to kill the missionaries if they did not receive a $17 million ransom, though the gang has been known to free hostages for medical reasons. Len Gangel's organization, Be Like Brit, runs an orphanage in Haiti.
6: I have my own security force, so we're able to stay somewhat safe, but nobody is safe in Haiti.
7: He's seen the country descend further into chaos, accelerated by natural disasters, a presidential assassination, and gangs kidnapping for money. UNICEF says more than 100 women and children were abducted in the first eight months of this year.
6: People looking at Haiti from the outside are not realizing that the government is not working. So the gangs are running the country.
7: Here in Miami's Little Haiti neighborhood, people are closely watching, too. The White House said it welcomed the news of the release of those two hostages, but did not have further comment, an indication of just how delicate the negotiations are for the release of the remaining 15. Nora.
2: Manny Bajorquez, thank you so much. President Biden is nominating Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell for a second term. Powell has been widely praised for keeping interest rates near zero during the pandemic. He says he'll focus on inflation if confirmed for another four years. Powell is a Republican who was originally nominated by President Trump. Well, this was deadline day for federal workers to roll up their sleeves for a COVID vaccine or request an exemption. Well, there's word tonight that the vast majority have done so. But it comes as infections are on the rise in 35 states. We get more now from CBS's Nikki Batiste. As the
8: deadline for federal workers to get vaccinated passes, the White House is saying that
1: vaccine mandates work. Vaccination requirements are good for workers and the economy.
8: More than 90% of federal workers have had at least one COVID vaccine dose, and 5% have submitted for an exemption for medical or religious reasons.
1: And they will accelerate our path out of the pandemic.
8: Meanwhile, the Walt Disney Company has paused a vaccine mandate for its Florida-based employees after the state's legislature and governor made it illegal for employers to require the shots. 90% of Disney employees in Florida are already fully vaccinated. A Disney spokesperson told CBS News, we believe that our approach to mandatory vaccines has been the right one. But as the nation heads into the holiday season, another surge may be looming. The biggest reason that cases are rising is because there are lots of folks who have not yet been vaccinated. Dr. Megan Ranny is Associate Dean of Public Health at Brown University. Can we have hope going into 2022 that some sort of end might be in sight? So I don't think we're ever going to get to a place where there's zero COVID. But I do think we're going to get to a place where society looks more like it did before the pandemic than it does now. After the federal government authorized booster shots for all adults on Friday, three million people got them over the weekend, according to the White House. Nora?
2: I got one, too. Nikki Batiste. Thank you. Well, if you're traveling this Thanksgiving, you're one of 53 million Americans. And for those hitting the roads, there's some welcome news. President Biden is set to announce he will tap into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to lower gas prices. CBS's Errol Barnett is in Atlanta and reports tonight we haven't even hit the height of the Thanksgiving travel rush.
5: Tonight, the Western canderthal family is braving the crowds. So will this be her first time seeing Grandma?
8: Yes, it'll be her first time seeing her in person, yeah.
5: Flying with their 20-month-old for the first time.
8: It'll be a really special Thanksgiving for us.
5: Four million people are expected to fly this week, up 80% over last year. And while security lines are already long, the TSA tells CBS News it is not concerned about staffing issues due to the vaccine mandate. 93% of its employees are at least partially vaccinated as the deadline kicks in today.
0: We don't expect uh, any service disruption as a result of the vaccination mandate.
5: But there was a major disruption at Atlanta's airport Saturday when a man accidentally discharged a gun at security, sending passengers scrambling. Tonight, a warrant is out for his arrest, highlighting the problem of prohibited carry-on weapons in Atlanta.
0: We have detected more than 460 firearms year-to-date, and in fact, we found two just on the morning shift alone right here at this security checkpoint.
5: Most travelers will avoid airports this week, choosing to drive instead, with AAA predicting more than 53 million on the roads. Yeah, Thanksgiving travel is back. People are feeling better. Now, the TSA has been tallying more than 2 million flyers per day recently, so if you're taking to the skies, certainly get to the airport early. Long security lines are effectively guaranteed. And consider that the busiest travel days this week, Nora, are ahead of us on Wednesday and Sunday.
2: You won't be able to shop at Target this Thanksgiving or any future Thanksgiving. The retail giant says a decision last year to close on the holiday because of the pandemic is now permanent. The CEO told employees they won't have to wonder whether this is the last Thanksgiving they'll spend with family. All right, some breaking news tonight. LeBron James has been suspended for one game, and Isaiah Stewart of the Detroit Pistons is suspended for two games for their brawl in Sunday's game. James elbowed Stewart in the face while jostling for position during a free throw. Stewart was disciplined for escalating the fight all right and a three-second video of tiger woods has sports bookies guessing he'll play in next year's masters it's the first time we've seen woods since his horrific car accident nine months ago wishing him a swift recovery tonight we're going for a run with an organization that teaches girls how to set and achieve personal goals improving not only their health but their self-esteem and happiness Three, two, one. Girls on the run. Let's go. Early Sunday morning, these girls were on the run. With Girls on the Run, a nationwide program empowering eight to thirteen year olds. Hi,
4: girls. I'm Nora.
2: I met up with a DC team last you? week.
4: I'm oh, the girl that's gonna run. I'm the girl that's gonna run.
2: <laughs> They're taught they can accomplish anything, even crushing a cold morning run.
4: I love it. You guys are. So
2: We find that girls at the age of 9 begin to lose their confidence. We find that by age 10, they start to become less physically active. The program has gone the distance. In its 25 years, it served more than 2 million girls. Who loves running? Me! Ada, what are you learning from Girls on the Run? I'm
0: learning to never give up and to always keep trying.
2: And if empowering young girls isn't enough, Each team does a community service project, like writing letters to children's hospitals. What's a word that starts with E? Extraordinary! Ah, That's awesome! What makes you keep
5: going? My friends um, cheering me on and saying, you can do this. The girls on the run has helped me so much that I feel like nothing is in my way of winning that race.
2: There is nothing standing in these girls' way. Tomorrow, a CBS News exclusive. We go behind the scenes as a major U.S. airline braces for a crush of holiday travelers. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com slash survey. Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between,
4: you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at Virginia.org.